persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. So I tell you, I know from experience how true this statement in James is. Read it carefully. Be doers of the word are not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For he who is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like one who looks into who, who looks into the mirror and sees his natural face, and then he goes away and at once forgets what he looks like. But he who is a doer, he looks into the perfect law the law of liberty, and perseveres. And when he does that, he is blessed in his doing. That is acting, making the thing become alive within you. Now he tells us in the same chapter, faith without work is dead. As the body Apart from the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. He is not proposing that I substitute works for faith. Works are the evidence whether the faith I profess is alive or dead. I say I believe the story of scripture. Well then, if you believe it, then do it. Said, whatever you desire, believe you have received, and you shall. Well, if I really believe that, I can't say I believe by quoting the Apostles' Creed. That's not belief. 
going to church and genuflecting before some man-made little cross, that's not Scripture. Do you really believe the doctrines, the teachings of Scripture, not the traditions of men, not the rituals, not the outer ceremonies, but the teachings of Scripture? When you pray, believe that you have received and you will. And all things are possible to him who believes. But do I believe that? Well, then believe it. If I really believe I am out of the army, what and where would I be? Well, I would be at home in my place a thousand miles away on Washington Square. If I look through the window, I would see the Holly Apartments. If I look to the left, I will see Washington Square. If I look to the right, I will see Sixth Avenue. It's now called the Avenue of the Americas. But then, and still is to me, raised as I was there, it's still Sixth Avenue to me. And there I will look at Sixth Avenue. Well, I did that that night. I saw Sixth Avenue. I saw Washington Square. And then I went through the entire apartment and touched these objects with my imaginary hand. Now, was that rational? The world will say that was the most irrational thing that one can do. Now, what is reason? The office of reason is simply to extract, well, conclusions from premises. Must my premises always be based upon the evidence of my senses? Must they always dictate what is rational to me? Well, having done this and proven it to be a fact, reason doesn't mean to me what it means to the world. For there was sleep in the army, and I read a friend of mine who was a Freudian, and he practiced psychiatry in New York City. He was drafted, he was an Englishman too, and he was drafted and he was off in Florida, a man my age. And so when I got out, knowing exactly what I did, I wrote him a detailed letter telling him what I did and how to do it. No, he was a Freudian. And that was something that didn't make sense to him. To him, the whole thing was centered in sex, not in this use of the imagination. But all right. He didn't answer my letter. I got out in 1943, in the spring, in the month of April. Or was it March? March or April of 1943. It drafted me November the 19th, 1942. And I got out in March, 1943. When the war was over and all the other fellows were being discharged, he was discharged. And he said to me afterwards, you know, Neville, I love to come to your lectures and to hear you because it's interesting, it's fairy. You turn my daily bread into the substance of fairy. But while I listen to, you know, what I do, I put my feet right down into the carpet and I hold on to the sides of the chair to keep my sense of the reality and the profundity of things. For he kept on holding his little cot in the army for another three years because he couldn't let go and put himself where he wanted to be. So I am telling you how it's done. I am telling you how it's done from my own experience. That 
my perceptions are not necessarily bounded by organs of perception. I perceive more than saints, no matter how acute they are, could discover. My senses couldn't discover what I am seeing. Only in my imagination could it be done. I'm seeing the Holly apartment. I am seeing Sixth Avenue. I am seeing Union Square. I am seeing the bed, my wife, my child. I hadn't seen them in three months. What are all them? I didn't bring sex into it. No, I didn't go to bed with her. There she was, the girl I loved. She was in her own bed, and I in my own bed. We have twin beds. And my little girl was then just over a year. She was born, not quite a year. She was born in June of 1942, and this was not yet June of 1943. So she was not yet a year old. Here's my sweet little child, Vicky, in her bed. And I walked through the entire thing and touched all the objects and felt them so normal and so natural. Came back to my bed and slept in it. If anyone were sensitive in that room, they would have seen me sleeping there. I was so natural to myself, they would have seen me actually sleeping there. And then the next day, he had a change of mind, but he couldn't act upon it. He was resisting that change. But that which I have done, I have done, do nothing. So he resisted it for nine days, and then he called me in and told me to bring a new application, which I did, and that day I was out. So I tell you how it works. This is the most practical law in the world. He looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty. Well, doesn't that liberate you? If you look into the law of liberty, then what are you now? The man, the woman you really want to be, but then you're in prison, though you're not behind bars. You are imprisoned by your present concept. You're not behind bars. You're going to go home tonight and sleep as the woman, as the man you really don't want to be. So you are imprisoned. Now, looking to the perfect law, the law of liberty, and persevere. Do not only be a hearer of what to do, do it. And you will be blessed in the doing. That's what scripture teaches. Go home and read it. I am not misquoting. I am quoting accurately from the epistle of James in the New Testament. And this is the story that I'm trying to tell everyone in the world. He said, I am not in prison. No, you're not in prison. Not physically. But you are in prison. You may today need money. And you say, oh, I'm still not like the fellows who are behind in uh, Sing Sing. All right, you're not behind jail doors. But you are still behind. Behind in rent. Behind in this. And the dunning notes from all the places where you charge, you are behind bars. You can't seem to find the necessary sum to pay them. All right. Look into the perfect law of liberty. That's the perfect law. Well, how do I do it? Rearrange the structure of your mind. The demagnetized piece of steel does not differ in substance from the magnetized, only the arrangement of its molecules. And then one lifts up enormous weight when it's completely one-pointed. When all these molecules face one direction, it's a powerhouse. The other, it's scattered. So let not the double-minded man think 
that you will in any way receive from the Lord, you're told. The same first chapter. If the double-minded man comes, who is unstable in all his ways, let he not think he will receive anything from the Lord. What can you give a man who doesn't know what he wants? I've gone into a restaurant just to prove this principle. Sat down, said to the waiter, what would you like for a tip? And he's embarrassed. I said to my friend, I'll give him what he wants. Within reason, I'm not going to give him any $100 bills, but I'll give him, if he said to me, a $5 bill. He didn't order that which warranted a $5 bill. And he was embarrassed and embarrassed and embarrassed. And all he expected was exactly what he got. He just didn't know. He just had no concept of putting something, because he didn't know it, so how could he put it to the test? So I am telling you, you rearrange the structure of your mind. That's all you do. It doesn't differ from Einstein's mind. There's only one mind. There's only one God. There's only one Lord. Listen to it. One body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all, who is above all, through all, and in all. If he's in you, that's the same one with the one body, the one spirit. Hello, beautiful soul. You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville podcast. My name is James. I run the podcast and the Neville Daily website. If you enjoyed this lecture, consider signing up to the Neville Goddard newsletter at nevildaily.com. I also run a podcast on spirituality, mindset, psychedelics, and manifestation, where I have in-depth discussions with guests around manifestation, intention, Neville, the nature of reality, self-love, relationships, and connecting with your higher self, tuning into spirit. So if you're interested in listening to that, search for the James Zander trip or visit jameszander.com for more details. Links are in the show notes. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple to receive future lectures. And visit nevildaily.com to join the free Neville Goddard newsletter. And if you have a moment, please rate the podcast. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening. 
and I'll see you in the next episode.